Welcome to Love and Madness. Hello. Okay. This time I said it. Yes, you did. First time I ever said that. I think so. But the coffee's brewing. We just poured her some wine. I'm pretty yeah. set on what I'm doing here. Uh, yeah, I, 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 um, when I was pouring it, uh, it, it, it uh, sprinkled a little bit on your desk here, so I'm wiping that up. Care. That's supposed but. to be one of those desks that has, like, tobacco all over it. <laughs> it's a man's desk, and it's a manly office. It I is a man's care. desk. This is yeah. not my Huge. desk. Yeah. It's a commands and Grab my other cigarette. I don't have much to talk about myself. What's going on today? <laughs> I just want to say hello like you do. I beat you to talk. Oh, no, that's fine. It's our show. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to get written off the show, right? No. No? No, then it would just be love. You sure? It would be madness. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Wait, I'm starting to have some sort of weird realization that's breaking my mind. I've been having uh -oh. a wall up forever over that. Uh-oh. The show was about love and madness and that you were madness. Oh. And I was love. Now, my life is ruined. <laughs> Somehow, <laughs> I need to run. I just need to run. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, uh, let's see. Weekly update. Let's see. What's happened this week? Oh, uh, his coffee's about done. Coffee's about ruined. Yeah. Yep. So got that nice. I think that's part of it. It may not be on the mic. Yeah, yeah, we got the, the the new mics don't pick up nearly the background noise that the old ones did. Yeah, I may have to point this right towards my face now. I just realized I was kind of pointing away. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There's nothing I can do about that water right now. It'll stop. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Hey, we we can edit this. You got like half a half a bottle of wine in that cup anyway, so we're good. Uh, only about a third. I know it's. Good. I like the idea that it takes so long when you pour that wine. <laughs> it just sounds horrible. That you... I'm a lush. No, no not just, really. We're partying. We, we don't party. We have a, a, a mellow night on uh, podcast night. Yep. Yeah, Saturday night. Tonight. Yeah. But let's see. We got our, our, our solar is has been installed, and it's, um, it, it has been inspected, but now it needs to be connected to the grid. So we're just waiting on that. Yeah. Um, and that's on the power company. We're not using it yet. It doesn't we don't have any energy coming into the house even. Not um, yeah, not yet, but soon. Right. Next that's week cool. or so. It's, it's a big panel, but there's only one thing wrong with it. It's missing one panel to complete the row. Like it's not that there's anything wrong with it. We bought the thing exactly the way it is, but the way they set it up, there's a row or column actually that's missing one at the top. And that to me <laughs> is gonna be annoying. So we're gonna have to make a fake one to put it there just so I don't have to <laughs> Keep seeing that and thinking about it. Cause I'm gonna go nuts. I'll have to run again, like I do. Yeah. I just run off in the woods and just cut up and stuff. Oh dear. Yeah, that's how I do it. That's how I get calmed down. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. I'm kidding. Go ahead. Uh, let's see, what else has happened this week? I got annoyed with the the children because they weren't doing their chores essentially, and I threatened to do change the Wi-Fi password on them. So they're doing their chores now. Sort you didn't of. have to be so brutal about it. Yeah. <laughs> Threaten the so, Wi-Fi password. They're, they're good kids. They're just These lazy kids, sometimes. You, so here's, there's a fine line between discipline and abuse, Janelle. <laughs> the way you are. That was that was so bad. I was crying in here. I came over here and I started crying. I went out for a short run into the woods. Yeah. I, I had those breakdowns. You know the breakdown scene in the movie? I do that like three times a day. And then I'm yeah. Good. Three, three times a day, yeah. running. And uh, they're they're going to visit their dad this weekend. Uh, uh, Kyla left tonight, and she apparently got 
delayed by a cow. So yeah. I'm sure there's a hysterical story. got a speeding story. ticket from the cow. <laughs> they didn't like that in that neighborhood. <laughs> They're slow-paced people. But uh, and the boys, I guess, are going tomorrow. Uh, Daniel told me he's dragging Alex. And I'm like, okay. Alex doesn't want to go for yeah. a couple reasons. He yeah. has a girlfriend. Yes. And I won't get too far into the other reasons. We have a lot of fun over there. Yeah, it, it's a little He just doesn't. Though. So it's easier to, for him to have the fun over here and, and talk to his girlfriend on, what do they do, Skype or something? Um, I, I, well, I know they do, they talk over Google Docs. Yeah, they, in, in school, when they're, they're supposed to be doing. Which is ingenious. Yeah, because they get Chromebooks, so they can't do that kind of stuff. They yeah, use they can't a Google do Doc messaging. As so a they, chat window. Yeah, they, they open up the shared <laughs> Google Doc. Brilliant. <laughs> Doc. <laughs> it's like the kids in the advanced math class that I didn't get to take. I took a, an extra math class, so it was almost the same thing. And I got, um, I, I found out that all the smart kids were in the advanced placement math class were making video games on their TR, the little uh, Texas oh, Instrument uh, calculator. Yeah. They made actual 3D video games. Mm -hmm. And so we got to download them from our friends. So like, here, take this. We made this. That's like, cool. We, and they made it out of like worse than assembler code. Yeah. Just pure math. It's pretty cool. So these kids are doing the same kind of thing with their Chromebooks. They're not supposed to be able to talk to each other. So that 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 was cracking me up. But um, yeah, they they were video chatting too. I don't know if they were doing like a WebEx meeting or what they were using. But so we we all got to chat with her a little bit. So I at least know what she looks like now. This is no one's business. Never mind. Well, I I have to at least not leave that alone. Uh, they're teenagers, and Janelle had to have a talk with Alex well, about about uh being safe. Yes. Just safe. Yes. Yeah, that's all. It went well. It went well. He actually, he took it very well. This so. is the part that I wanted to get to, not the part about no embarrassment. He doesn't seem like the kind of person who gets embarrassed. And it's none of, his, none of our business or whatever. But the thing was, um, your kids are very mature. You can talk to them once about something serious and they'll take it seriously. Most of the time. Um, Sometimes it, like, especially, uh, I think Daniel's got a, it takes a little more to penetrate his particular and why, and he has yeah. to know why from every direction possible. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I mean, but I mean, they've also they've been through a lot, and uh, they've been through the type of things that can mature you, you know. And they also recognize you as a sane adult rather than some of the other situations. Yeah. So. So it's it's, but but I mean that's I think that's part of the reason we're so close is that you know we've all kind of each other's back everything fell apart <laughs> but uh let's see i i had a, a chinese fortune yesterday Which that one I really that, what, what did it say again it, it said um it said you are not afraid of storms because you have learned how to sail Aww. and i'm like i like that yeah uh, that that makes me feel good because i honestly i was i realized i don't know a couple of weeks ago that i still had some real hang-ups within myself of confidence when it came to work and stuff like that from my last job and being treated so badly by that one particular boss. It just left me feeling like I was a complete failure. Yeah, the boss wanted to keep you down. He was basically a covert narcissist in middle management. Right? Yeah. To his, other, to his boss people, he's probably... Real oh, he's a kiss-ass. He's a kiss total right? kiss-ass, yeah. And then to the person he considered less than him, he had a, a wife that kind of didn't take any crap. He was treating the woman at work who was in authority, you, like crap. And so, you want to talk more about that with the, um, with how it had a parallel, or do you want to 
we talk about that last week? No, we didn't. Okay. All but, right. um, well, I, I really don't want to, you know, go into details of that. No just, details. Because gotcha. it, it, it's not, it's neither here nor there. It's more like it, the effect that it had on me. After effect. Yeah. was like, you know, there were nights, and even recently up until like a month ago, there were nights when I was feeling down on myself, and I would, you know, close my eyes, and I'd be like replaying, like, him threatening my job and and making me feel like shit for stuff that he told you to do and then changed his mind in the middle to get you in trouble. Uh, yeah, like it, yeah, it's like I felt very much like I was being set up a lot of the time. Like he got in trouble for having that done or something stupid because he told some, yeah. that kind of act, activity. I'm not saying there's anything specific. He didn't tell me anything like that. But those guys are just weak men. Weak yeah. men. And it, it but it it did it really it had. And I, I realized, you know, I, you know, I'm all about, you know, getting, getting the negative stuff out of your head yeah. so that you can move on well, and do. And I was like, that's something I'd been hanging on to that so I did not need to hang maybe, on to. We don't so. really have a topic today, but maybe covert narcissism in general. Yeah. Because I have, I have something that I'd like to kind of ask you about. Okay. Go for it. kind of pointed out to me that I was dealing with one. In yeah. My marriage. And the thing there is that. I'd get needled literally all day. And if I had a flu and I said I couldn't drive, I'd hear about it and I'd be the jerk. It's like, you, you have to drive me. Like, can you take an Uber today or something? Anything, you know? Uh, and so I'd always be the jerk. And then it eventually gets to the point where I'd be grumbly, right? And then uh, suddenly I'm being irrational. Um, but I was, I think, too open. You know how I am. I'm fiery with, with my anger. I get it over with quick. But it's all measured. Like, if you notice the, the argument with um, certain people, uh, I didn't go immediately to the end until it was necessary. I go exactly what I think would do the maximum amount of like finishing move when I need to. I don't, I don't jump right to it. I gradually get there. I go up in stages like uh, with uh, my ex. I won't mention her name right now. But we'd be in an argument. I'd be like, hey, can you please leave me alone on that? Like right now, you're just pushing me and I have to go think about what you said and whether or not I could do something about that, right? She'd keep going. So then I go to the next step. Hey, please stop. You know, and then eventually I I just kind of snap a little bit, and then I'd be the bad guy. She wanted me to snap. Um, it, it, is that what I'm saying? Is like, am I as bad as in some way? Because I felt like I was the bad guy in that situation. Like I was doing the covert, but I wasn't covertly narcissistic. I was literally just tired and in pain all the time. But at the same time, my behavior was very much like your guy, because I'd start trying to get her tired to leave me alone. Like she would just needle me. Well, and I'd say the one thing in the middle of the morning to kind of get her to think and then leave me alone. Well, the, the thing about a covert nar narcissist, um, and the reason they're co covert is because, like, a narcissist narcissist, you can spot pretty easily. Right, because they're, they're all, all about, about themselves and, and you know, they're, they're the best, and that's how they play themselves. A covert narcissist um, essentially is an expert at gaslighting. Yeah. And what they do is if you, if you are like the, um, my ex-husband used to do this to me all the time, he would do something like, uh, forget we had a date. Mm. He did this oh, once. Oh, the thing that's important to you. That happened to me he, all the time. Forget, forget we had a date, wouldn't answer his phone. The only reason I got up that and, day or something. She, and, yeah. and, and. And, you know, uh, I've got the babysitter all set up and I'm sitting at home waiting for him to show up so we can go on our date. 
and I have no fucking clue where he is. And um, then he would, and then th this particular instance, I'm like, I, I figured out where he was, and I went and found him, and I was mad, and I yelled at him in public, and he turned that around on me and to his, all his friends to demonstrate what a bitch I was. Yeah. In front of you or later? Later. Okay. Later. So it, it fed into his narrative of how horrible I was. So he could cheat on you in front of them. Yeah. Yeah. But but the fact is he, you know, he he made it he 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 would always try to <coughs> make it seem like me getting upset over something I should have been legitimately upset over mm -hmm. was somehow something wrong with me. What bothered me all the time was she she she'd say these things like, you know, she promised me something. Uh, even my cigarettes that week. Okay, you know, like I've waited a week or something, and, and because of me uh, being mentally ill, a lot of people cope with cigarettes. But she'd say, okay, yeah, we'll get your cigarettes this week, no problem. Next thing you know, the day comes, and I've waited for it, because I've waited a week without cigarettes, and I'm not quitting, you know. And then she'd tell me I can't have them. It was that kind of thing, and that's the thing that kind of broke me down over years, and I'd start getting miserable. So in order to get anything done at night, work-wise, I'd, I'd actually, like I said, I want to reiterate this, because I feel like a jerk about it. But I did it. Um, I hit her little uh, sensitivities and get her to lay down and go to sleep without being mad or yelling. I just say something offhanded because I have uh, what I consider like the social weapons of war is all I have for social. You know, I'm better at it now. I'm better at normal stuff now. But I used to be about defending myself at all times. So I felt like I was being the asshole, and yet it was a feedback loop. So we were both assholes, I guess. Well, I. I, I can admit that I was kind of an asshole because I treated her in ways that would put her down because she was such an egotist that a little little pinprick to her ego would knock her down and let me get some work done, like well, writing or something. Well, you know, I I, I mean. Otherwise, she'd be nagging me constantly. <laughs> it's awful, but she was she was attacking me constantly. Um, that yeah. yeah I mean, own you own your part of that. I, it, I do. It sounds to I me. Have to. It, it sounds to me that like a lot of that was uh defense response there's also a little passive aggressive and yeah definitely. i mean it's not who i want to be yeah because i remember one time when i was going to work one morning and i was miserable here you know mm -hmm. um you were going to sleep in that day and something happened where i got a little pissy because it was normal it was my old my old uh conditioning for the morning you know mm -hmm. just came up that day and it wasn't something we've been dealing with i'm not like that with you but there was something I said where you said something, oh, please turn the light off. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. And I kept accidentally turning lights on. And I realized that psychologically, because of my dissociative, I was probably intentionally, in the back of my mind, trying to cause a problem. Uh. And because I was annoyed that you got to sleep or something <laughs> stupid like that, right? Yeah. And, uh, and, and because I am dissociative, I can't use that as an excuse because it's still me, right? Yeah. But at the same time, these things are a little out of my, my reach. I don't know where I'm putting stuff all the time. And I had to really work on building uh, or deconstructing all those little triggers and, and, and ways of being. Well, I, honestly, everybody and, everybody has to do and that. And because I was at one time really sick, I probably was a real asshole, you know? So, like I said, I think he's an asshole, your, your old boss. And uh, he put you down, right? I put her down. I did. Because she would put me down all the time. I'd be down yeah. for weeks, and then I'd finally need a day up, and I didn't get it. And I, you know, the time I was, I cooked Thanksgiving dinner. And I was working all night because I was happy. I, I write at night when I'm happy usually because that's the only time I had. And then I was trying to get some sleep in the morning in the living room because she had already took my bedroom. Like we weren't sleeping in, in the same room. And then so she starts banging pots around in the kitchen right next to me on purpose. 
said, can you please do that later? Like, you can cook quietly or something. Just don't don't go and rearrange the pots this morning right now. You've never done that ever in your life, you know? And so she was doing that, and we had a big fight, and she, she I was like, I'm going to leave then. Just let me leave. Leave the house, you know, never come back, you know? And she's like, I said, can I have uh, at least some of my grocery budgets? We had been splitting a little so I could buy my cigarettes instead of food. This is how bad it was. And she gave me 20 bucks, and I just threw it, like, on the ground, and I hit her in the foot. So from then on, she claimed, because I threw my wallet on the floor, and right. she happened to have her foot right next to me. We were close, arguing a little. So she, she claimed I threw it at her. If I'd thrown it at her, it would have hit her, you know. But then I felt bad about it, and that was her excuse for kicking me out, like, a year later. Yeah. Me throwing a wallet at the floor. Over 20 bucks of, like, started her life. So here's the kind of fight we had. It was really unhealthy and really dysfunctional. And she had me convinced somehow that maybe psych, uh, because she knew I was associated that I'd done that on purpose, but I really didn't. I threw the thing on the floor for 20 bucks. I'm like, I can't live with that. I'd rather be homeless with no money than take this insulting 20 bucks in a restaurant after everything I've been doing, you know? And I hit her in the foot because she has big feet and she was right next to me. And then I was the abusive asshole. And she told this wonderful story about it, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, that, that that's part of the the whole thing is, is that a, a covert... A covert narcissist. They, they, um, a, a lot of, a lot of the ones I've met like to make themselves the victim in the story so that they can show how magnanimous they are yeah, for dealing with such being. a, a, a horrible situation. I mean, in my first marriage, I was an ice queen. I was so cold and so unaffectionate. And anybody who actually meets me knows that is complete bullshit. Because I'm um, excuse me. <laughs> what? I raised my hand. Yeah. You are totally an ice queen. I hate it. <laughs> You're the iciest yeah. person. Your laugh is like chills down my spine. <laughs> yeah. I love you. It, yeah. That that is like the last way anybody you. would describe me. Well, I love you because. <laughs> is why. No, I'm kidding. You're the warmest person I ever met in my whole life. Yeah, and 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 I and. It, it was funny. I mean, when we had our divorce hearing, it's like I had, I had, uh, um, I had several of his ex girlfriends willing to write letters for me, hmm. and, yeah, and yeah. I had his his current girlfriend testify for me while they court, were together. While they were together, <laughs> and that's something. She just wanted attention though, because that's another covert narcissist. But well, that's all right. But at least but she my, had hers. My my yeah. lawyer was like, I have never seen this in my entire life. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> funny i didn't have any testimony in mind it was just like but but i, I had finish I, it yeah i mean one of them in particular was like you know they had believed all his bullshit about me until they actually met me yeah and that's usually what happened it's like if they met me it's like they discovered they like me better than him you're you're <laughs> so. very much a straightforward person <laughs> yeah there, i am there's to like, a fault sometimes you are but there, there's never anything like we suspect people who who've talked i talked to candace a little bit about your your demeanor and 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 how refreshing it is for me. Mm -hmm. um, and we've had a little discussion. I've talked to BJ uh, about this. Mm -hmm. And the thing about you is that um, what you see is what you get. And you don't sit there hiding stuff. If you don't know what you're feeling, you just say, I can't talk about it yet. Yeah. You'll figure it out. Yeah. You don't sit there trying to figure it out on my you know, emotions. Like you're not fighting me over things. Like, Am I mad about this? Am I mad about that? Oh, no. And you no. keep throwing stuff. Well, my ex would throw those things and try to figure out what she was feeling. Yeah, no. I was like, if, okay. if I've got a weird a, a funny feeling going on or i'm upset about something and i can't pinpoint why you take time i i, I and i'll tell you that it's like i need i need some time to figure it out because i know i'm upset i just don't know exactly why and so i need to run through 
my little processes. Because a lot of times. That I understand, though. When I, I'm uh, upset over something, it's not actually the something right in front of me. It's something from the past that it reminded me of or it's brought up some old feelings. And you got to make stuff. sure you're addressing it properly yeah, to the right person like, instead of the yeah, old person. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I was like, I don't like, I don't like arguing over things that aren't present. We you both, know? yes, exactly. You don't like hypothetical arguments. Yeah. Right. I hate them too. Uh, uh, you and I have the same thing that we do where we go away and try to figure it out. I do it to a detriment. You do it about right. You have a certain balance to it where you figure it out and then you go talk about it. But I figured it out and then I like, cool, now I can get some work done. And then two days later, I remember to tell you. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't get moody with you because I know I'm always wrong. <laughs> it's like I started off there and I'm good. So keep it there. <laughs> Okay. I'm always wrong whenever I'm emotional about something that is not important. Except, you know, like the, the couple times I've been choking, you're like, he'll get over it. Like, that bothered me a little. When I'm choking, you should be dropping, like, everything and setting the house on fire to save me. But it's okay. I'll deal. No, it's like, no, it's <laughs> like, you don't do the Heimlich. Right. It's wasteful. Unless they stop. It's like, why waste it, the calories? It, no, unless they what? stop making noise. If they stop. If, if 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 you're still like, coughing and what like that, you want to let the person. But like if I'm kicking on the floor, or try twitching. to work it out themselves. Right. But if do they get to the point where they can't they can't make a noise, that's when you do the Heimlich. Well, like okay, so if I'm making noise, you never I'm, got to that point. Well, the thing is, you, you count like if I'm kicking my feet on the floor, twitching to death. Mm -hmm. You count that as noise. You're like his feet are making noise. Leave no. Don't you? No. no? Oh, okay. I wasn't sure, so I was scared. You know. No, like what? I, what do you I'm consider just... noise? I couldn't ask you because I was choking to death. Like, oh. Noise out getting... of your throat. Oh, oh, so if, if, you're still throat... Going... if I'm gurgling blood, I'm still making noise. That's good. Yeah, that's it. I'm kidding. <laughs> you're reasonable. You're a reasonable person, and it's ridiculous to me because I'm like, how is this normal? No, how is normal I normal? Like, I mean, I'm like, Not I've, choking. I've, had, I've had first aid training. It's mm. like, if, because if, uh, honestly, if a person is, is still coughing or able to speak at all, yeah. When they're choking on something, they're and you good. do the Heimlich on them, you might actually Invert cause it. them to pull it in, yeah. pull it in even more. Oh, I know that, so, I know that. But yeah. in the middle of choking to death, it's hard to remember that. <laughs> Clearly, you survived. <laughs> I don't know about all that. I mean, I could be in the afterlife right now, and it's your fault. Like this could be in the in my personal afterlife. This whole podcast, <laughs> right? Uh, right? No. Covertly. Covertly. <laughs> Covertly, it could be. I mean, I'm kind of, uh. <laughs> that's the thread here. I'm like, now we're talking about covert narcissists. Cause I'm and, and honestly, covert narcissists are drawn to people who are empathetic. They're, they're the type of people that it's easy for them to manipulate. And eat a lot. And, and, like and I'm like, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm big into, you know, the, the researching the cult thing. And it's like, that is something a lot of those cult leaders have in common is that they're either straight oh. up narcissists. Tammy always talks about starting a cult. Or or they're covert narcissists, and they're usually their their first line people. The people who surround them are extremely empathetic and very easily manipulated because right. they are. And they so need good that buffer and those people to catch others with love bombing and all that. Yeah, they get some smart like empaths who are who are just too sensitive, right around them. They have a buffer against people knowing what they are. Yeah. They get their second people who are a little less empathetic, but also respond to the really warm people who come at them. Yeah. It's dangerous. Yeah. Like, you know, I've been, I've been researching. Like building a machine. Researching Nexium. And, uh, you know, Keith Ranieri is not 
in at least in my opinion, not a terribly charismatic person. He's a creepy, like nerdy he's creepy. dude. He's, he's a, creepy he's and nerdy, dork. but but he's very good at manipulating people. And in the way he set that all up for himself is he pulled in a bunch of very smart, talented women from the get go, right? And used them recruit to other women. pull other women in because that was the attraction a, for the sisterhood the women. or something. Yeah, right? the women sisterhood around one dude. That yeah. sounds great. And um and yeah, so I mean, he was a mas- master master genius manipulator. Nah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've seen I've seen what he they told the, like the stuff he said was so freaking ridiculous. Well, I know, but to be able to sell that shit must have been his. Well, smoothness. but that was later on. I but mean, never, like, uh, well, you know, um, I saw him speak to like uh, what's her name, Allison Mack. Oh and yeah, and he did seem like he was calm and like mellow. They tried talking to the Dalai Lama, well, Lama well, who dissed him hard. He's like, he's like, he's like, I would never do this or that. And then the and guy's the like, da- well, I... Uh, and the Dalai Lama still came to Albany. But he did, though. It's like, it's weird. But maybe he did that to kind of, like, talk to his people and show them a real guy. No. I mean, well, from what I understand, himself. it's like uh, the Dalai Lama got a good bit, get a mo- bit of money to get... He's kind of an egotist himself. But, um, uh, but at least, uh, like, Nancy Salzman was... She, I mean, Keith Rainier, both of them, but uh, Nan- she in particular was... Very advanced in uh, neuro linguistic programming, programming, yeah, and hypnotism, and he was just as good. And once he pulled her in, she I was a wish therapist, it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah she was a therapist. She's like a psychologist, and she went to his cult. And, and yeah, and I'm like, uh, between the two of them, they could. It was very easy, especially people who were vulnerable and looking for something. See, it was very easy for the two of them to pull people in. Being aware of of like. Like I said, a social weapon of war. Like when my mom would beat me up, like I'd put her to sleep for a few days by telling her Jesus hated her, right? Mm-hmm. She'd go to sleep for a few days being schizophrenic and I'd have a few days off. So I know the the harm that these kinds of words and this kind of manipulation and stuff can do. And I use it only if, as a as a true weapon for survival if necessary. I know how to do it. Like with BJ, we can kick her out in one day instead of a week. I hate to say it like that, but she had to go that day. Because uh, otherwise we would have heard about it all week and we would have been dealing with it for months. I hate to say it. I, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. So I use I use an argument to get it over with, right? I I had hoped that that whole thing would have gone a lot more civil. Would have gone myself. more smoothly, but she wouldn't allow it. Yeah, she kept that, trying that to confront it. That is true. It, and that, that was the true. thing. So you had to you. I, I was the cannon, and I went up. I brought up the cannons because you were going to do the simple like let's all salute each other and have a nice little civil discussion. Yeah. And she is not that kind of person. I know. So I did that, right? And I know the harm of this stuff. But when I write games, I know that you're playing with people's psychology. And you cannot do that shit. And this is one thing I hate. This is something I'm actually conscientious about when I design my games. Because there's things like uh, Candy Crush, built to be addictive, built to get people to spend money they don't have. And that's a, easy to do when you're, you're, you know this stuff. Yeah. It's really easy. And it's utterly evil. You know? So I just want to point out that I do know it and I'm aware of it. And that's what I think we can, when we talk about these cults, this is one of my favorite <laughs> subjects because these people are, if you can see through them. You can help people not have to fall for it. Uh, yeah, it, it, it and it, 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 but it reveal themselves. Like, it, well, it's 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 interesting. It's like um, uh, like some a lot of the cults. I get the attraction, at least initially. I I understand why people get sucked in. You know, yeah. um, but <laughs> I came across this one this week, and it still has me cracking up because. Uh, it apparently is based around um, 
receive getting enlightenment through the female orgasm and i'm like i'm all about it what the i'm all about it is that this is a cause worth getting behind <laughs> is that too much adult stuff for a love and madness i don't uh, relationship know. Podcast? I don't Just, know. what is the thing like what other spiritualities are that i i i don't know but i i do know the leader there's like two different movements around the same thing that started apparently as the same two thing. different movements about the yeah. woman's yeah, and Orgasm one of them, the the lady actually did a TED Talk. Oh. And I'm like, I haven't watched it, but I want to watch this well, thing. Well, the TED Talks are a, a racket, too. You, you know those things? They don't yeah. pay anybody, and they keep you on sequestered for a week, so you can't, like, whatever they, they don't want you to do. They keep you locked in their facility for a week until you do your talk. You don't get paid for it. TED Talks are messed up. Uh, well, I I don't know much about the not change subject. It was yeah, a sad but but I was just like but the orgasm cult. Uh, <laughs> but it came out of San Francisco, I think. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm just like, really? Uh, okay. You think it'd be the male orgasm in San Francisco? <laughs> I mean, Did I say a joke? That's messed <laughs> I up. I think it's San Francisco. But anyway, yeah, it's definitely a California thing. It's a San Francisco. It's, it's like between. It's the name of the, that's the name of the cult. Between California and the Mormons, I mean, I, I think that that it, part of the country. There's a lot of a lot of people who get really really duped very quickly. Out in, in the West areas. Coast area, we got Scientology. Just, we got the Mormons. We got that other space cult. You know the one, the weird ones with the the museum of like aliens. The museum. Uh, they're of right aliens. in right near Scientology, but they're a small cult. There's only like two or three branches. Oh, I, of I it. don't know that one. Oh, I forget what they're called. But I looked up that stuff. It's a weird <laughs> cult. It's like. All spaceship oriented. They believe the aliens are going to come down and like sing songs to us and make us happy. Well, in 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 the uh, Lori Vallow, the the case that Candace is really obsessed with, the, with yeah. the the kids that are missing. I mean, they they were Mormons as well. Right. And I'm like, what what is the deal with Mormons and weird space cults? Here's but, my theory. My theory is what happened. You know, Scientology and Mormonism are pretty much the same damn religion. 1800s version of Scientology is 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 a uh, Mormonism. I have a suspicion that uh, John D, the guy who created Enochian, uh, a weird language that he sold to the king to tell him they can talk to angels. Okay. Okay, so an old grifter. I have a feeling he reincarnated into Joseph Smith and then L. Ron Hubbard. Ah. I think they're the same dude. That would be that, interesting. That would explain why Mormonism and Scientology are right next to each other. So he can, he could like fly around in the spirit world and, and target two hmm. and mess with them. That's what I think happened. It- That's my weird part for the for the episode. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I just, but yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't. Did you look into that weird female orgasm cult? See if oh, we want to yeah. join it or not. <laughs> I don't think we want to join it. Oh. It apparently costs a lot of money to learn how to give females an orgasm. Dude, I could do it for half price. I'll teach them. I'll tell them all about it. I'll write diagrams. <laughs> you and I can make videos, whatever we need to do. We'll sell out. We'll undercut them. We'll undercut them and make all that money. Here, I found an article on them. It's from the New York Post. I don't, uh, can you read it? Yeah. Little? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to put my mic down and get some coffee. Okay. This is uh, New York Post. This is from no- November uh, 19th, 2020, and it's written by Rebecca Rosenberg, and it's called A Look Inside a Bizarre and Controversial Orgasmic Meditation Program for Women, and it's called One Taste, and the co-founder is, oh, no. yes, it's called One Taste. Sounds like a coffee company. I know. It's terrible. <laughs> terrible name. Uh, and the, the co-founder is Nicole De- Deodon, I think. All right. Here. A controversial wellness company promoted orgasmic meditation for women, but ex-staffers say the program, which featured 
group pleasuring sessions ultimately made them feel awful, according to a new podcast. Uh, One Taste, founded by California native Nicole Deodone in it is in 2001 offered hands-on orgasm training for women yes for women who were seeking to develop their sexuality or heal from sexual trauma according to its website but ex-staffers say the company was basically a sex cult complete with a messianic leader Um, BBC journalist Nastarin Tavok Coley Farr says in the first episode of The Orgasm Cult. So I guess they have a BBC thing. The the series promises first-person accounts from former staffers plus graphic descriptions of the meditation classes themselves. It involves a woman undressing from the waist down, lying on a nest of pillows, and having her clitoris stroked, usually by a man, very precisely on the upper left-hand quadrant, <coughs> I don't the so, so-called one o'clock spot. One o'clock. <laughs> Thursday, Friday, happy day. I don't want to know about all that. Sorry, that was a little too detailed. I thought it was going to be like a normal... <laughs> the timer goes off after normal 15 article. minutes. After what? 15, they do that for 15 minutes. 15 minutes. minutes. <laughs> 15 minutes. Many it's not that much. Allegedly signed up to work. Okay, I, I skipped some parts, but many Please students allegedly, <laughs> allegedly signed up to work as salespeople, helping promote workshops, retreats, and coaching programs that cost up to sixty thousand dollars. Sixty thousand dollars. Well, hey man, that's 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 a lot of money for one of those. Yeah. Can you get one for like fifty bucks? Fifty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> for, from, if, you're, if you're a woman seeking a dude, you probably do it for five bucks. No, uh, Most yeah. of those guys on the bridge will get you. Seeking a dude, all you got to do is go out to a bar and you can get it. No, for no, free. no, not That's even a bar. Problem. You just drive out to where the dudes are living under the bridge <laughs> and get one for five bucks. It's not hard. Those guys will touch anything. <laughs> and I know. Anyway, there, there's a lot more. To the, it, the... It's cheaper. There's a lot cheaper ways to get that $60,000 for 15 minutes. Who cares? According to to the the founder, orgasmic meditation was first introduced meditation. to her by a Buddhist monk. <laughs> I betcha. Yeah, exactly. What a monk was it? Bikram was he playing a Buddhist monk that time? Bikram yoga. Oh my Fucking Bikram. <laughs> He's everywhere. He's <laughs> running around under the bridge. Apparently, she had an interview with Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, with Gwyneth Paltrow. It coach. would be. It would be. <laughs> I was thinking about her with the vagina stuff. Goop lady. They, they stick eggs up your vagina. <laughs> And what the hell's hatching? Demons. These are demon people hatching oh, eggs in your God. vagina. But um, that's for that's for your husband and your wife. Lady, that's it. The, the founder of this has a, a TED talk, and I actually found it. TED talk. Yeah, yeah she has a TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know. But like, I'll just sometimes when I you blank blank and you blank blank, it's a I, TED talk I for you. I haven't listened to it. Never yet. wonder when you. But um, because just a rhythm. This uh, TED talk. There's no. There's no. Meat, there's no meat to most TED talks. They're all just a rhythm. It's like but, sometimes you wonder when you. Well, I mean, apparently she, the, the, the she, uh, she was able to get at least some of her followers from from this TED talk. Follow. And Instagram followers, right? And I want some followers from a TED talk into the cult. Yeah. It's an ad. It's a free ad. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. It, well, here, let me. 
Anyway, so the TED Talk, here's the title of the TED Talk. It's okay. Nicole Diadone Orgasm. Do you ever wonder when? The Cure for Hunger in the Western Woman. Hunger, huh? What are you sticking <laughs> in there? Sandwiches? <laughs> I don't know. Sandwiches. You keep your own sandwiches. She teaches you how to use a little, little mini fridge. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. I, and I'm like, you know, I get, you know, people who Those join. Those help. People who join out. Scientology. People who even join, you know, Nexium or you know, even the the um, uh, shoot, uh, the Jim Jones group. Yeah, you know, they were all 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 those people optimistic, optimistic, trying to do something to make the world a better place. Mm. That I mean, really, legitly, that's how most people get sucked into these these things. Yeah. Is they think they found something that will help make the world a better place. And they they go all in for whatever reason, but this of like too far. What? <laughs> it's like what? What? Here's your exercise for this retreat. You got to write down ten thousand uses for your vagina. <laughs> Store sandwiches. Store change. <laughs> I got two already. I'm in. Can I get that price prorated to like fifty eight thousand dollars? I got two things to start with. Sword sandwiches. It's kind of I just I I'm, I'm like I'm having trouble understanding, but I have not watched Why? The TED it's like Talk yet. It's like people are so desperate for spirituality these days. They turn like a, a, a masturbation orgasm into a spiritual experience. And it's not me, the same. That, it, yeah, no, it, it, and it, it it's yeah, it, it it's not the same. And I mean, like I think a lot of people get. I mean, including I was very disconnected from my spiritual self and my sexual self when I met you. I'm not anymore. They were they were di- they were like di- diametrically opposed, sort of. Well, not really. They were just, they would fork down it down a dirt road. Yeah, they just. just <laughs> a, well, I mean, I had been so. You'd put it that way. I well, I mean, I had been so emotionally abused, right, by sex that I had taken all the emotion out of it you just wanted the the, yeah. the release of it so and i had the other thing where i could never sleep with someone without wanting to marry them for 20 years and be miserable <laughs> i'm the other way around on that but thankfully it worked out yeah so uh, but uh you know it's like you helped me with that a lot and i was like I, you I helped me with that I, a lot yeah i don't feel like i'm i'm broken in that way anymore but i did Same. feel i did feel like i was broken i felt I like really did if there were three centers in us like mind uh body and spirit or whatever I had the mind and the spirit going because that's all I had. I was looking into a lot of spiritual things to make a game out of, like, uh, Kabbalah, you know, uh, which is uh, sort of like a base, using Hebrew as, like, base code of reality. I used it as a uh, instruction set for my game. So I was studying that for 20 years. I was all about spirit and mind. About uh, mind and body. And you, yeah. were, you were going to church, and that was where you got your spirit. You still, we still do. You know, we still do that stuff. Yeah. But it was like you had to connect those two. Uh, the mind, you had to connect your mind and your spirit together, or your body and your spirit together. And I had to connect my uh, mind and spirit to my body because I was dissociating my body all the time from the abuse. Yeah. I had some really bad abuse as a kid. Yeah. And also so. religious abuse. You know, it was like my mom was really religious. That's why I went in and confronted that with the spiritual stuff. I was like, what's good of these belief systems? That's why I'm so up on these cults. I know all about these manipulative methods. And uh, it's because I studied all, all these cults. Like I've read everything I could on Scientology for years. Yeah. And uh, it's one of my pet issues of, like, I hate that, you know. 
Yeah. I hate that well, people well, take yeah, the spiritual and I, stuff and, and then they take it into, into something foul. And, people but, are desperate this, for it. This is what I discovered this hurt. week that I had never heard of. And I'm just like, what? What? Because <laughs> I still don't get how they how people got sucked into this one. They're lonely. But I, they're I very lonely, so. and they want to find God somehow. Yeah. And they can't do it on the end of a, a pillow with a guy in front of them from under the bridge. <laughs> it doesn't work unless it's unless it's Anthony Kiedis. If Anthony Kiedis was there, I bet they'd find some spirituality. He's a sweet dude. <laughs> Shit, that came together really good. <laughs> See, my jokes come from, like, my dissociative nature, and they come out at the end. The punchline could be 15 minutes away, and I don't know. I just know I have to get there. That was a good one. That's where they drew some blood, I guess. Uh, that cult. Yeah. Oh, no. It. That's gross. Uh, it's getting gross. But, I quit. <laughs> I quit. But, uh, yeah, so. <laughs> Under the bridge now. That's where they do the ceremony. Oh, yeah. For the cult. Okay, I'm trying to figure out where there's more jokes. I, there I isn't. Think, I, think I used up all the jokes. I think you did. Okay, it's just rhymes. Yeah. Joke rhymes. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> anyway, I haven't watched a TED Talk from this lady. I don't know that I will, but I love the title. <laughs> they have the same cadence, every single one of them. It's always about, like, pseudo-intellectual enlightenment. <sighs> yeah, I'm just, like... There were definitely a few good this, TED Talks in the beginning, and then over time, yeah, they just turned to crap. This one, I just, I don't understand. Would I, you I watch it later, it. and maybe we'll talk about it next week? Uh, I, hell, I'll watch it right now, and we can pause it. I'll watch it right now, and we can talk I about don't have it. time. I don't but, have the mental cycles to keep that up. But, I don't mean time. I mean speed. I don't have the speed to slow down. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm, like, huffing it right now. Well, I, 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 I that's fine. We've got, well, we, we've got another. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay, I think we had a good one. How how long was it? 40 minutes? Oh, we're at 43 minutes, so. Solid. So there's a little editing that needs to Let's be done. Let's call it, because I'm tired today. We're calling it. Usually, I'm the guy that runs it for two hours, because I can't shut up. No, it, this is actually good. And the, the the sound, I'm very happy with the sound on the last one. I still need to figure out some logistic things, but. um. Cool. So, yay. As usual, Janelle, thank you for letting me vent, and thank you for actually having a point to make. Because okay. I don't. Uh, I love you. I love you too, and it's babe. And a good show, I guess, right? It's good enough. <laughs> okay. I'm All always right. the flaw in the show. We're good. All right. Love you. Love you too. All right. Bye.